And it's me, Kiana. I told you guys I'd be back again. And Jeez. We have a guest with us. My name is Michael. No introduction needed. Big Mike, you know. Alright, <laughs> say no more then. That's what he's saying. So guys, this episode is all about mental health. If you saw the Instagram, you'd have seen that some people commented, got a lot of DMs, tweets, everything. So thank you, first of all, everyone, for feeding back and letting us know how you felt about stuff. Um so kiana do you want to start yeah so i've just got a quick question i want to ask you guys so why do you think we've seen an increase of mental illness um i mean if you could narrow it down to just two two kind of areas um i think i think i think i think it's because there's a lot of like pressure in like rap and music culture to be the best and be better and have everything so people are like they're like burning the candles at both ends like striving for like material wealth but then i think at the same time like things like the whole see this word i'm gonna say they're gonna laugh at me you know what i'm gonna say like the world is just a bit problematic (laughs) that word that one gets overused i get what you mean it's alright, I won't say like realistic 100 times on this one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think that there's so much more pressure to like overachieve. And then when we think about our futures, we know like the world's not getting any better. So I think like it worries people. And then people aren't just in like a better state of mind. It affects like relationships and stuff with other people, which is why I think, was that two? I don't really know what that was. Uh, I'd say that's one. That's one. Wait, what was that too? Do you, I think that was too. What did you say? Okay, so my first one was like, there's more pressure like materially. And like my second one is like, everyone's like stressing about the future and with like their relationships with other people, not just like romantically. Do you know what? I agree. You said that you brought up the issue about striving for, you know, things. But then that, I'm going to play devil's advocate kind of <coughs> thing here. Because like, are you saying that people shouldn't set themselves goals? No, because... If people know me, that's not what I'm about, so... <laughs> I know you, girl. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I'm, yeah. I think... I think it's not, because I think a lot of people as well, that there's a lot of people, that's... Oh, I'm not going to say problematic again. But, like, no, it's not everyone in this world that um, likes to live off other people and that people do work for themselves. But I think that is that pressure to overachieve. And I think, like, we always, like... Um, well, we want to have like better maybe than what we've had if you've like had a really good upbringing then mm. you probably want to maintain that standard but maybe like you might have had conversations with your parents and you want to like do better than them or you want to like do have better than you have now you're kind of striving for that and fighting for that for as you grow up so then it might force people to work and then people are like, overworking getting stressed out yeah like i am thinking about changing jobs and like just the thought of it is stressing me out so, I feel you trust me I feel you on that one agree. can you actually run the question back Okay, so the question is, why do you think we've seen an increase of mental illness within the past few years? So I think one of the factors is the fact that maybe it's being addressed more. So the fact that... I agree. On the internet, people are feeling more willing to come out and speak about these issues. Yeah. Etc. Oh, definitely. Okay, let me play devil's advocate here. Yeah. I'm thinking, though, that means... It doesn't mean that there are more mental health problems. Wait, that was a question, right? Why do you think there's a lack of... Yeah. I just think it means that now we're more aware that other people are going through things. 
So I don't necessarily think the fact that people are talking about it more and you're hearing more about it means that there's, um, like they're making these things out of like thin air. Like I can understand that some people are trying to jump on the back, might be, not everyone. Like there could mm. be a few people that are trying to jump on the bandwagon and like, like want that attention. But then again, I guess that's a thing in itself if you're attention seeking like that, so. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like a lot of, you were talking about people have been DMing and like tweeting. A lot of people have come back and the issue they've raised is that, yeah, well, if they speak out about these things, they'll then get labeled as um, an attention seeker. Yeah. So uh, you definitely need to be careful about kind of like the way you address and express yourself. Mm. But that doesn't mean to say that you, you can't address it that you can't express yourself oh it's a thin line really well, yeah like, you need to be careful with let me think of an example if you're always like in school and you're for instance in school i remember there's this, this person who's always just running up to people started crying or started annoying them or whatever they're saying oh i have depression oh i have depression this and that then you know th- it, she had she had no scientific proof to back it up or no doctor's note or anything like that otherwise the teachers would have been aware of it or etc but obviously there's a thin line to cross there but i think the behavior though that kind of shows that something's wrong but some but i think that is how some people like combat it though they like they talk it like they make loads of noise about it because they like maybe i don't know maybe she thought she was at a crucial point i just needed help where anyone can get but at the same time that's moving a bit mad and i think whether you're going through something or not you still need to be accountable for your actions and held accountable for your actions yeah, that's a gr- I agree with that. And if I was to narrow it down to two things, I think one of mine would definitely be like the influence social media has over yeah, the youths of today because it, you know, it just portrays like unrealistic lifestyles and that's the main yeah. focus of like platforms like Instagram, Facebook, all of that. People kind of highlighting their fake lifestyles. Mm. Not everyone, you know, you don't have to drip, you don't have to wear Gucci to be happy. Like, that is not going to bring happiness. Yeah, that's true. I swear you said something like that to the group chat. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I'll I'll see if I can find it later. Um, Can I just add to that? Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes even when people flex their, or, well, Mm. in parentheses, flex their, their, their good, their good achievements, I guess. I guess, uh, for example, there was a, a few months ago, Dino, when he bought his mum's house. house. Sometimes that's a good thing, you know, you know, doing these acts, but then that could also place the pressure on the youth to flip in, you know, feel like they want to buy a house, and I know I don't got the piece to buy a house right now, so yeah. see what I mean? Gets to you, doesn't it? Because yeah, you, you, you kind of, you start, it's very difficult to not compare yourself to other people, exactly. especially when it's kind of all you've been seeing on social media. Um, so that is a huge influence I think and the second thing I'd say is the academic pressures from a young age like the pressures that's put on children to kind of perform and act to a certain standard you know some children everyone develops like at their own rate it's just not attainable at their age Mm. and if they're not you know if they're underachieving or feel like that then they're obviously going to look down on themselves and it will bring mental health issues like in the future i so agree with that because like so the whole my whole way through like my time in education i was always like i'm okay yeah i might as well guess myself up so you gotta do it i was top set everything (laughs) 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 like i've always overachieved i was always like one of those like gifted and talented students i've got all these like opportunities and whatever and like 
Michael's laughing. Do you want gold star he, sticker? He can't relate. Yeah, can't relate. <laughs> oh, no. But um. So then on the, the flip side to it, it's like if you can be underachieving and have that pressure, but then when you're always overachieving and like people know that you've got that ability, you've always got that pressure to like outdo yourself. Like for me, when I did like my GCSEs, I didn't get any grades up under a, a C. Yes, I, like, I, I feel that, I yeah. Everything was being above. The sticky one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, but so, that's that's why I'm saying, like, yeah. these academic pressures, you don't have to, like, intelligence should not be, you cannot define intelligence by what you get in your GCSE results. And that's where people are going wrong. That's where, again, I'm mentioning the education system aren't exactly doing their part to combat these issues. Well, see, this is the thing. There are so many, especially, like... Um, there is in schools. I don't really remember as such, but like you could always go to your teachers, like whether you're struggling, whatever. Like I look at GCSEs and A levels, and I compare my mentality towards them. Like I was at GCSEs, I could do my GCSEs a hundred times over. Would I do my A levels over? There's no way. There was no way. You you have to kill me, fam, because there's no way I would do that again. Because it's like too stressful, and I know like the higher you go in education, the harder it gets and whatever. But I think. Through A levels, there's, there was definitely and there has been more support. Like I was talking to Electra, I don't know when, but she was like saying about how, like reminding her students about how there's so much access to support, and she was saying like, like she was saying to her students like, if your eating habits are different, if your sleeping habits are different, like stress is healthy, like but there is yeah. a healthy amount, yeah. and when you're overstressed, and she was like, you need to talk about it. So I do think. Like, there are some places in education that don't have that um, support system. Mm-hmm. But then I think because there's been such um, a rise in awareness that it's not necessarily been forced because some places had that um, kind of system already. Yeah, I agree. But there is a lot more support, especially for um, school-age individuals on those in education to get that kind of support, especially through, like, exam pressures mm-hmm. and stuff. And going on from that point, I've got a friend as well, an experience I just want to bring out. Um, she was telling me about how when she was at school, she struggled with her mental health, but um, she actually did go and seek support from the school itself, and she spoke to the head of the year, all of that. And they, you know, they there was a counsellor. I say counsellor. If you can see me right now, I'm sat doing that thing with my fingers. You get <laughs> she's me? Saying quite on, she's doing quite on quote. <laughs> yeah, quite that thing. Yeah. Um, it was actually the career advisor. Oh, shame. And this girl, she went, you know, she... Obviously, I didn't hear the conversation myself. This is what she was telling me. But she went and she tried to talk about her issues. And the counsellor, so-called counsellor, was just kind of pushing her to, you know, everything will be all right. Go to college, go to university. Your problems will be sorted, this and that. So what I'm saying is... School and education systems make it seem like there is a system put in place for these type of issues when realistically all they're doing is adding to the stress of the students because if you're just trying to force this whole college, this higher education kind of principle, you're really not tackling the issue here. They're just going to be even more stressed about their future and, you know, you haven't done anything. Exactly. So that, I mean, that's just taken from one experience though. So I'm not saying all schools are like this. Uh, Leading on from that point, I think 
another con well, another major issue coming from what Kiana just said is most of these schools, secondary schools in low income areas, have terrible funding, so they're not gonna spend funding on decent counsellors. Yeah. I guess some schools do, like for instance Aliyah's does. I yeah. believe that's what she mentioned before. But I know ours ours didn't have some mm. some counsellor. She had some yeah, no. B-tech person. Yeah, so my, the school I went to, my secondary school, they had a really, really good, like, pastoral support team. They had an external counsellor that came in. They had, how many, they had um, an in-school pastoral support, like, individual that yeah. helped even with, like, learning disabilities, etc. So, like, Senko stuff. Um, there was obviously, like, child safety officer who doubled up as deputy head. Like, there are a lot of people that were there to support, but... um. But then I'm thinking, like, from going on from mine and Michael's point here, is that even, um, you know, these people who should be educating us about these topics, they don't even, like, they don't understand or recognise how serious these mm-hmm. issues are if they're not putting in place a system to help their students. At the end of the day, their job is to teach what's on the curriculum and not to help the students, isn't it? So I guess they get paid yeah. to follow the curriculum. I mean, yeah. I, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, I think... So like for me, in my year, there were there were those with like special educational needs um, that needed that support, but there wasn't... Like, there wasn't loads, but now I'm like... When I go and... Like, I go and visit schools a lot because I help out with, like, school liaison, etc. Um, I do see it more. So I was looking on the BBC website and it's talking about um, men, like children and young people. There, there's like loads of statistics. I'll um, drop it um, in the bio when we release this episode. Mm. Um, so it says that one in 10 children aged five to 16 have a diagnosable mental health condition. Half of all mental health problems are established by the age of 14 and three quarters of all mental health problems are established by the age of 24. Wow. I know. It's quite shocking, actually. And it then, is. yeah, it's it's kind of like a scary set of statistics. But then I guess that's why we've seen, like, such a rise in awareness, like, yeah. globally, I think, not just here in the UK. But I do think we're quite good at it over here. Can you just run those statistics back again, please? So... Uh, one in ten children aged five to sixteen have a diagnosable mental health condition. Mm. Half of all mental health problems are established by the age of fourteen, and three quarters of all mental health problems are established by the age of twenty four. So they're saying like by the twen- by the time you're twenty four, three out of four people will have like a diagnosable condition. Okay. Mm. That is deep though, if you think about it. And then I'm also on that same website and it says here, point number three, it says, but men are more likely to take their own lives. Um, Mental health problems prompt thousands of people to take their own lives. In Mm. fact, there are about 6,000 suicides in the UK each year and it's the biggest killer of men up to the age of 49. Um, That is quite sad actually. But it makes me think of like what I tweeted this morning. So if you follow me on Twitter, which... I already know you don't because I've only got eight followers. (laughs) So thanks for that, guys. Thanks for the support. But I put on there this morning, I said, shout out to all the men going through the most with no one to talk to. This world wrongly taught our males to mask their emotions and taught them that strong means silent. 
So I guess the message behind that is that it's okay to talk about these feelings. It doesn't make you any less of a man. In fact, in my opinion, it makes you more of a man for actually voicing how you feel inside. Yeah, me too. Because you're not doing yourself any good keeping that in, it's going to affect you. Trust me, it will. And when you keep it in, you're like piling it and piling it and piling it up. And then at some at some point there's gonna re- you're gonna reach a limit and it has to come out, and then when you manifest those feelings, whether it be like obviously Kian just we said about there's been a rise in suicides with men, or whether that's how you interact with other people or you carry out actions that you're definitely gonna regret. It's easier for someone to deal with it, but then it's like Michael was saying to us the other day about how. Um, Actually, no, just you can talk. I'm not going to... So you. I was talking about how traditionally mm. men in this gender system, okay, men were... They were appointed. They're laughing about this. It's a big word. <laughs> no, still it's just how you say gender system. Gender Anyways, carry on. I think that's a phrase. Anyway, they're supposed to take control. They're supposed to be the alpha. They're supposed to be the leader, okay? And if you're... I don't say this less problematically. So if you're <laughs> just say it, like yeah, just say, say it. how you feel. Say it straight, Michael. If you, if you if you constantly complain about your emotions, okay. Some people might view that as weaker coming from a man, okay. Mm-hmm. Or then they haven't got the right. They haven't fully understood the concept of mental illness. Well, I get. I get what you're saying because that's why there's the phrase man up. Because exactly. like a, a man is supposed to be stronger, he like he's the breadwinner, he's that's like it. the head of his house, everything like that. He's the one keeping it together and it's almost like all the stress can like filter up and all the issues can filter up to the man of the house and that's where it stops. But actually that's not the case because you're just kinda like building it and building it on him. Is that what you're trying to say? So that is yeah, that is. But then also we I feel I feel like we also need to develop a sort of resilience regardless maybe obviously still you can talk about these issues but it's still important to develop a resilience for life and after and that's not just for men that's for everyone really like that's why i'm saying like you really need to keep in mind like the males if you know someone who is struggling then like tell them you're there for them tell them how much you appreciate them because that actually it does a lot of good just them knowing that that (laughs) Well, um, they're appreciated and valued. That's know? what I'm saying. That because yeah. I know in families, especially African or other yeah. for, foreign type families, their 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 parents, the father figures, they're not the most, they're not the greatest at showing affection, affection for sure. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I have to Go say. Ahead. So I saw this thing on Twitter, yeah, and it was like, <laughs> um, you know, your dad's truly. Um, it was like um, a meme, and it was something like um, African dads that say he would say I love you or go to jail and it was like a picture of all the African dads in jail <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like that's so true that's it true. So it's true it's very true I mean personally it's it's kind of deep kind of messed up but I, I, I can't say I love you to my dad and I know I can't hug him it's, it's a bit odd maybe I, I, I remember one time I've hugged him in the last six months probably probably, one t- probably when he came back from Romania gave him a hug because I haven't seen him in a while so I, yeah. I the thing is I get it because I just think no but like I don't know many other than like young children when you get past a certain age I just don't really see people like neither do their I parents, actually. but do you know what 
I think this might kind of be straying from the topic a bit, but I just feel like I need oh, to say it. Straight. You know when she says <laughs> it like that, it's straight. No, 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 no. All I'm saying is that... Um, Incoming waffle. There's two people in this world, two types of people, right? Oh, you, you can tell who's been raised from love and who's been raised on survival. Oh, That's real. You, all I can say is, you know, yeah, okay, that didn't actually stray from the point. That was kind of like... Do you think? Oh, uh, no, I think, that's on, I think that's on par. Because I think, like Michael was saying, in like certain cultures, yeah. mental health isn't a thing. Like, imagine, yeah. No. So mm. I've had this conversation with my mum. I kind mm. of, Sherry and I touched on it in episode two. And um, we were talking about like, um, talking about problems in counselling. And um, she was like, dog wear. Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Dog, dog oh, wear. Yeah. My mum said that. Dog. My mum said that still. Mm. Like, I remember saying about um, counselling and stuff to my mum, and she was like, oh, so now you have to go and talk everybody's business. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that, that. Like, the face I made, you know when you just, like, think, oh, you just don't get yeah. it. You but just d- don't get it. Do you think that's also something to do with, like, a generation gap? Definitely. Yeah, I think, like, I think not it's just definitely culture, both. It's definitely yeah. both. If you, if you ask your parents... They all had some mad experiences in the past. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Definitely, I know my dad's been through. He's been through war. He had to leave Mozambique at the age of seven to go to Portugal because of a war. They were they were gonna kill his family, obviously. So they had to leave. I know the same as Rodrigo. His father, there was war. You know, Angola, Mozambique. Had, yeah. These yeah. with all these mad experiences. I mean, you, what can you expect? They've they, they would have, as Kiana said, out of survival. They would have had to develop this resilience. You have to. But, like, I feel like this world needs to realise that, like, men are just as vulnerable as women. Like, we may be different, like, biologically in many ways, but we're all human at the end of the day. Mm. So you can't... It comes down to double standards. You can't expect a certain... Like, just because they're male, they've got a man up. Don't come to me... Well, not me, but don't come (laughs) to, like, someone I'm close to, like, a male, and tell him to man up. That's not how we do it. Like, as humans, okay, we I need to spread more love. I can't lie, but there's certain no, situations no. you can, no. but there's certain situations you can't. And you can never... F- you don't know what someone's going yeah, exactly. through. So my advice would be, don't say it. Yeah. I mean, it's true. Well, unless it's definitely not problematic. Like, if you're, like, at a theme park, like, am I not a fan? No, like, say, like, he stubbed, say he stubbed his toe and he starts crying. I'm going to be like, come on. Like, man come on. up. Like, I'm like, come on, walk on. Turn <laughs> yourself up. But then... Isn't that contradicting what you both just said? No, because it's stubbing your I th- toe. I think, I think oh, it is, but it's not. But I don't know how to explain my. So you're picking process. and choosing. Jeez, now we're getting into that. the deep subject. Are you playing subject? devil's advocate or are you oh, yes, which one? No, I mean, I'm, I'm I get what, what, what you're thinking. saying. No, yeah, I, I do advocate. get what you mean, but I think there's situations when it's appropriate to say. Okay, like, so that's different. Okay, so if we're going, um, I don't do skydiving. Like, if we're going skiing and you're not at the top of my you want to cry. Okay, but what did you come on holiday for? That's what I'm saying, yeah. that's, that's Like, there's I situations when the phrase man up, when when it's not an emotional situation. Yeah. Like, or like... like how, you, how do you know it's not emotional for the, for the person? Okay, well, I mean, if you, like, nearly <laughs> you drowned, don't. If yeah, you nearly drowned as a kid and then we're going mm. swimming, I'm like, oh, can you hurry up? Quick? Can you just man up and get in the water? <laughs> then that's, like, that's different, but... Mm. I don't I don't know how to explain my thought process. So I'm I I think waffle. we're on the same wavelength. It's just what well, I think Michael's right. Like I said, I would never say it. Mm. But like there's situations. There's situations when you can say it. Say like for my brother, yeah. right? I know obviously I live with my brother. I know my brothers. You know if there's situations where I know they're just just re- overreacting, I'm gonna oh, be yeah, like, man up. Like, what are you crying for? 
But like someone I don't know, like what they're going through, I'd never tell them to man up. Right. But the thing is, if a guy was actually crying, I wouldn't say man up. But if it's like yeah. hits differently, you know, if someone's just overreacting. I'd be like, oh. actually, the, the thing is, I don't really say the term man up actually, so I don't really know what I'm talking to about be fair, advocating it because I don't really use never it. said it. But it's just I yeah. I've never said it. I've been told to. I've been told to man up. I'm like, I'm not a man. So have I. Like you're a man what what did you say i've been told to man up. oh okay. but it's just again where has this phrase come from i don't know you get me somebody like, found it out not now but it's probably a bit long but it's still i think it's still like contradicting to what you both said i think it's important for people to man up still because otherwise who, who's going to take charge someone needs to take charge. uh i think you women can take charge as well um, like yeah, I was just about to say. Really? Listen, yeah, if I yes. really wanted to, I could wear the trousers. If okay. I really wanted to, but I don't, so because I'm not that kind of guy. Yeah. So my point is, I think, well, I believe it's important for there to be a structure in. You just did a Kiana. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's what she does. What? What is it? So my point is. Hey. <laughs> anyways, carry on. What you're saying about. I was gonna say families. my point is again, but anyway, so there should be a a family structure. So there should be someone to lead the family and most of the time that role i believe belongs to the male in the house if he mm. is the most alpha i if agree he's the most you. alpha you know i agree because <laughs> no, sometimes you got them one women are strong <laughs> yeah but strong I, women like being honest if i want like i'm not in a relationship with anything so let me just put no, 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 no. <laughs> DMs are open quick that. plug anyways <laughs> but like That's if awful. i wanted to i could wear the trousers in a relationship but actually i don't like it I exactly. don't want, like, I don't want that. Mm. So yeah. And most women yeah. don't. Most women don't want to be the ones flipping, taking control of their man. Although I can't lie, my cousin's girlfriend said she was going to propose to him. I said, what are you doing? Uh, uh, nah. I said, that. I'm like, babe, uh, that sorry. can't run. Nah. Why? I was like, so now your knee must touch the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so now your knee must touch the floor. Ah. So, nah. now I have, no, yeah. so now you must crease your air force. Like, women no don't need to... There's depend on a man to, yeah, to be like emotionally stable yeah and like i can fully back that like i know i can hold it down for myself but i do like a guy who can like obviously hold it down mm. but and then like, i think it, the support comes both ways sorry we keep talking going away from definitely all right cool so on certain things a woman should be able should feel like she's able to depend on a man oh, yeah, i agree like why are you with him if you you get me yeah exactly right is it not right or, actually no i don't believe right or die anyways carry on but that, that doesn't mean <laughs> just in a that that doesn't mean um that he doesn't have his own struggles is that what you're saying I don't it shouldn't really... be the man pulling the weight all the time it's it works both ways i don't think it's or should be all on the man to make sure like everything's always good because there's going to be times mm. talking about mental illness again what if the man has a mental illness mm. he phys- like he's not well he That's can't what I was about okay. to say. he can't you know he can't cope with that that's when the woman needs to also step up as his wife and do her bit for her family and like michael what you said earlier about the family like the hierarchy structure i get it all right the man isn't above the woman or anything like that he should provide he should be the man of the house everything but But like he doesn't need support i i agree but what if the man's not there with the man's not there, you can't be the man of his house then, exactly. isn't it? Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like, women don't need to depend wow. on men. Are you okay? I, but I think, I get what both of you are saying, because, like, obviously, like, a woman can be independent on her own and support herself, rah, 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 this and the third, yeah. because, watch me. Anyway. 
<laughs> but at the same time, I get what Michael's saying because a guy he's like wants to be there, like providing for his family, doing Should the most. Be, yeah. Support. yeah, it's his job to do that, like supporting his family, exactly. being mm. come on. The, the phrase husband thinks ain't out here for no reason, yeah? That's a responsibility. If exactly. you want to get married, that's on you. Exactly. Like, that's when I'll say step up and do your part. Exactly. But at the same time, so like addressing like men, like it doesn't mean that a guy doesn't need that support mentally because mm. not being funny, if you're like taking the weight of the world on your shoulders, you can't do that alone. It'll crumble. And yeah. like, exactly. And it's a relationship. It's not... Um, doesn't work one it's way. It's not. Um, what's the, what am I trying to say? This this isn't. It's, it, not it's a, a relationship, code. not a rulership. That's hey, what I mean. It's a relationship. It's not a rulership. That goes hard. Like there that's needs it. to be that balance. And okay, yeah, the guy makes like the final decision, or whatever. Rah rah. This in the third. Mm. But there needs to be that balance, and you need to be supporting each other. Balance. Because me, I don't believe ride or die. Because oh, actually, I mean, I don't know. I've had this conversation before. But at the same time, you need to be, like, riding in the sense that you need to be supporting your man no matter what. Like, if he's battling that. stuff, like, you need to be backing your man 100%. Because, like, okay, maybe if he's on madness, then that's your business. Choose what, you <laughs> do what you want to do, babes. Yeah. But at the same time, you need to um, be giving your man that support because it's not like he can um, do all those things alone, which is why you're in a relationship together. It's, like, a balance. It's not... One person, it's not a bullshit. 100% agree. So, what do you mean by don't, don't believe in ride or die? Okay, so to me, like I do, but I don't because me, I'm like, if I get into a relationship, I'm supporting my man 100%. Right, yeah. right. If right, you right. say, yeah. in listen, if you say in front of people, two plus two equals five, I will look at you sideways and be like, yeah, babes, that's correct. I'll go home and I'll cast you to the day you die. <laughs> like, that's for your man, innit? I'm like, like, I'll back you, yeah. <laughs> Like, if you're, I mean, actually, no, that's a lie. If you're on Smith, I'll be like, what's wrong with you? Do you not have hands to even count that one? <laughs> but, like, and, like, I'll support you. Like, I won't let you embarrass yourself, cause I'll, but I won't embarrass you, if you know what I mean. But, like, I say ride or die. Does that even make sense? No, I get no, it. I think that makes sense. About? Yeah, I get it. Does it make sense? So, no, like, you back your man no matter what, but there's going to be certain situations yeah. where, like, okay. you don't want to look see. stupid and you so don't want him to look stupid. Like, yeah, I will, yeah. Listen, yeah, I will not ever be able to get into a relationship with a guy that doesn't let me check in because why am I here for? So you don't want to hear yeah. my voice now? Mm-hmm. There's no okay, way. Yeah, that, there's that no sense. way in this life of mine. <laughs> there's no way. she got some big lungs, people, in case you haven't noticed. <laughs> Don't say anything. Some guys might take that a different way. Anyways, <laughs> that's problematic right there. I don't mean it like that. What I mean is that I'll happily check my man because I know he's gonna be checking me as well. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm. I'm not trying it's to gotta be, be like that though. Anyways, yeah, I'm not elaborating as to what email thought it was. That's not my place. Yes, sir. <laughs> you do you. But that's that's why I don't do like in some ways I say ride or die, but in some ways I don't. But like I'm 100 percent supporting my man, and if like. Mm he had that kind of it's not even just my man like even my male friends i 100 percent like mm. back them when they're struggling and i mm. most of the time actually to be honest i don't know any guys yet that i'm close to that aren't struggling or haven't told me that they're struggling same like yeah i actually don't think i do you know i'm with you on that yeah and as well and if they haven't said it i can um like i can see it in how they're responding so in some ways, yeah. I think we should talk about that. What? Why is it that men are mostly the prime target for 
What do you mean? Mental. <laughs> I wouldn't say oh, that mental? the prime oh, target. Prime target. <laughs> <laughs> like someone's out here. Well, right? as you said, most of the suicides. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. Most of the suicides that you said mm. about mental illness, most of the suicides are coming from men. It's right? because that they don't have that support in dealing with it, which I think goes back to what you uh, said yeah. about like being the man of the house. Man, being up, the big man. Like that. imagine you're out with your boys yet. Yeah? So are you gonna be here telling them that? You was crying over something, right? They'll just tell you to button up and keep oh, quiet. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, let's be realistic now. But then I think that's yeah. why it's like, it's important to have like a conversation like this because it's realizing that actually you can talk about it. And, like you tweeted this morning, yeah. like you mm. can talk about those things. And I think it's more important. Like us girls, we all find a way because it's not normal. Like you can be chilling with girls, you know, telling me what's going on, your stresses, whatever. Yeah. But with boys, it's different. It's always like they've always got to be on cloud nine, so mm. they mm. don't. And like they all, they all have this like perception of each other, and like everything's always ideal for mandem, unless it's with girl. But let's not talk about that. So. <laughs> But at the same time, like, I'm honestly, I know a friend that, that is so depressed that he upset this girl, yeah? Oh, my days. When I say depressed, like, I've had this guy crying on the phone to me. Mm. But, so I think, but he he was like, oh, this isn't a conversation I have with the boys. And yeah. I was like... But why isn't it? That's what... Can I just say... What? Because they don't get it. I just don't think boys get it. It's, or are they too embarrassed? Or on that, on that On that topic, it's funny how... Re- uh, quite recently, um, uh, so I was talking to to someone. I'm not gonna name him, obviously, and I never expected him to to open up the way he like the way he did, and it's just really unexpected. So it kind of it kind of made me jump back and realize the situation. Like this person isn't actually what I thought he would be. Like like I painted a different picture of him completely, mm. and it, it also it added more respect to him in that way. Because yeah, it, it shows that he's that that close that he can open up to me like that, and I never mm. thought from any other guy like that. No way, never expect that from mm. another guy for sure. And never. I feel like that's part of the issue here. Obviously, painting pictures of people. Mm. Like I'm not gonna sit here and be like I don't do that because I do. Everyone does it. You does you it. have a certain perception of someone in your mind, and you expect them to kind of be like that. But you don't know what goes on behind closed doors. Mm. You that's don't know their thought processes. You don't know what's going on inside their head. Like, just because someone doesn't act a certain way doesn't mean they're not depressed. Like, I think people, there's this certain stigma surrounding mental illness that when people are struggling, you know, they don't get out of bed. When they're struggling, they're, they're crying, you know, they're talking about being mm. depressed. Well, you know, I let me tell you something real quick. You can live your normal life. You can well, try and... Exactly. And you can still be in such a bad place. Like, mm. you just don't know. People cope with it in different ways. Some people are better at hiding it. And that's why I think it's so... Like, we need to start talking about this. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like... Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of um, stigma around mental health. Because, like you said, people think that... Like, when you think of someone with depression, you think that they just can't do anything. And that, mm. like... Like you said, maybe they don't get out of the bed, they don't go to work. But actually, I know a lot of people, like... Not necessarily depression, but, like what people like to label as your common types of mental health, like anxiety, depression. I know a lot of people with those like conditions were experiencing like um, behaviors, I guess, that are like, if they didn't tell me, I wouldn't think twice. Yeah. But it's only just like, I caught them on the off day and I'm like, 
I don't know. Maybe I have a six. I don't have a six sense. I'm just think I'm quite perceptive. <laughs> but some like, people can mm. kind of pick up on it. I think if you're in an environment or if you have had first-hand experience or know someone mm. close to you, yeah. then you start to kind of pick up on certain things, like when they're not acting normal exactly. or like themselves. Um, you can start to see the changes, but it's just it's not like like we said it's you don't have to cry every single day 24 7 to be depressed sometimes it's the smallest things it's like i can't even think of an example like off the top of my head but sometimes you can just be walking and like okay this is gonna sound so weird like for people like sometimes i've just been walking and i've seen something and it's just made me deep life you know when you just deep yeah. situation yeah, a little yeah, bit, yeah. like over over nothing. Like the other day, I was like stirring my hot chocolate, and I was like, I was <laughs> like "Wow!" I was deep in like I was watching like the way as well. I was like, "Wow, this life of mine." <laughs> like, just like yeah. little things. Like sometimes yeah. it's not every day crying. Sometimes and you just deep it. Following from what Kiana said, um, it's not always the way they show their their their. Sorry, that was my phone. The way they show their. Um, depression or a give that they have is not always crying obviously sometimes they don't feel anything they don't mm-hmm. have they don't have that emotion to actually show that numbness yeah. numbness very numb oh, and the thing is you know what so i've kind of been in that place and it's a really scary place to be in because you're just like like you've i'm like a very emotional person i'm really outgoing i spend a lot of time around people and then when you just don't feel like, you you can just, like, walk into somewhere and you're just, like, people are being all nice, nice to you. And I'm there, like, this is fake. I'm, mm, like, yeah. I'm, like, you're looking at people, like, people are, like, how are you? I'm, like, you don't even like me. Why are you talking to me for? And, like, for mm. no, like, there's no reason. Because you're just not feeling anything and you're not feeling, like, any warmth or any love or anything. And you just don't mm. know how to, like, um like respond to it or whatever. So you yeah. just feel, like, really closed off. And then, I don't know about you, Mike, but I just feel, like, it scares me, like, I'm not gonna get back to like that like place again. That that what you just said is a trap, and if anyone feels that way, they need to avoid being in that situation where you feel like no one likes you or you feel like no one is demonstrating any real love, because mm. that that can mess with your mind and that can ruin your social social life in general. That couldn't yeah. Even with your relationships with other people, right? That's it can a lot of people like me myself i know when i'm going through the most i'll distance myself from everyone i know because i don't want to put that burden on them and it can be so easy to fall into that kind of mindset where you're thinking oh um this will never affect me like i'm not going to be depressed but like you're not in control i'm sorry you don't have no control over you know the chemical processes in your brain or whatever so it's like what I tweeted the other day. I was like, sis out here, like, I'm cool, then detaches herself from everyone for months. This me. I am sis. <laughs> I I, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw that. Like, yeah, 100%. yeah. I just want to put it out there, though, that, like, my DMs are always open. If you guys need to talk, you may not know me on that personal level, but that doesn't matter. Like, send me a message or something, because I just want to, like, help you guys. I've been through it. Like, I know a lot of people who are going through it, and it's just more about spreading love, to be honest. Yeah, and as well, you can always email in and, like, um, DM, whatever. Or if you, like, some people might find that getting it out, like, in a public space, it helps them. So if you feel like that, you can always tweet it, um, hashtag it so that we can see it and respond to it. Because 
or like if you need like access to support and things like that like let us know because it's not something that we should be battling alone and I, I think um, oh I just wanted to mention something I've just remembered so on the post that uh, is on the um, Just Say It Straight Insta I got there were a few comments that obviously they're public so you'll be able to see them but then I um, thanked some of these people personally for like the experiences they shared and one person oh, this is um, linking to um, getting support but one person struggled for over um, for like the majority of their life so they were diagnosed with bipolar at 30 yeah I know and then they've been getting support but um, it was like a long time coming so I just think when you're talking to other people you need to like it's not every person's going to be battling it, but it's very common. So maybe like look out for signs like change behaviour, change eating patterns, sleeping patterns, how people are interacting with you on a regular basis. Because um, not everyone wants to talk about it. Or maybe like people do, but they don't know how to start that conversation. Mm. So if as friends we are approachable, not even necessarily as friends, like, but just as in general, like members of society, just be like approachable because you don't know what situation that where you might have a big impact on someone. Exactly, like where you can show love, like show it. But I think that at the same time, like don't, if you know someone's gonna probably feel uncomfortable, then don't like, like don't mock it, do you know what I mean? Because I think there are people out there that sometimes prefer to not have their issues addressed by you. Um, guys, I just want to stress though, of course we're always here to talk, but we're not professionals. Exactly. Um, and I feel like now would be an appropriate time to talk about an experience I've got. So this person would prefer if they were kept anonymous. So I'll read out their experience. <clears throat> they said, Mental health has always been a concept I've struggled with, mainly due to the lack of recognition and the fact that it is rarely spoken about in what people consider daily life. For me, though, daily life isn't always a typical get up, go to work, come home, etc. My days vary dramatically. On Monday, I could wake up feeling good, ready to exert myself and make every second of the day count. On Tuesday, I could struggle to get out of bed. That psychological battle that I have to contend with would be waging war on my mind. It's hard because I can step out my house with a smile on my face, but still feel the weight of the world on my shoulders, and I'm so numb to the emotional pain now that I've learned how to act normal and mask my emotions. Suicide is a very sensitive subject, hence why I don't like to talk about it but I've noticed the increase of awareness recently. For me, it's not about ending my life, it's about ending the pain. This isn't a solution though. It doesn't end the pain, it will only pass it on. It's the sad reality of living with depression. People don't want to discuss it as you're then seen as an attention seeker or someone who's only about those negative. <laughs> Michael's phone went off again. My bad, mm -hmm. my bad. As I was saying, negative vibes. People don't understand you can be a positive person with negative thoughts. It doesn't make you any less human. Um, so I just want to say to this person who went through this, thank you so much for sharing that experience with us. Um, I'm sure it will help a lot of people come to terms with certain things. And honestly, you're doing so well, like the progress that you've made. And, you know, honestly, like, oh, I have so much admiration for people who go through things like this. Like, to me, they're some of like, the strongest people in the world. Mm having to battle with their own mind every single day um but yeah i like 
the point that she said about uh I'm actually I'm saying she, I don't even know who they are. <laughs> but um the point that they made about how sometimes you can just you're at the point where you can just step out, have a smile on your face, but be battling so much. And I think that's what a lot of people feel. So I'm glad that they shared that experience and thank you as well. Because there are people that likely feel the same. But um, I think suicide as well. It's like I'm glad that you said that actually it doesn't end the pain. It just carries it on. Because mm -hmm. the thing is it doesn't stop with you. Because I think as well when you're in those situations and you are led to suicide. I think as well that people forget that there are people out there that they're not alone. There are people that love them and that care for them and want the best for them. But when you're like battling mental health, I mean, for some people they really, like it's not as obvious and sometimes there aren't those people in their lives. Maybe they are alone. Yeah. But for a lot of people, um, especially like Mike and I were saying earlier, when you're just kind of like emotionless, um, you forget that those people are going to be affected by you because they don't want to lose you, if yeah. you know what I mean. <clears throat> I get that. And also, um, this person highlighted two like, big stigmas surrounding mental health and like, depression <coughs> and all that. Um, they said that you're seen as an intention seeker if you start to you know bring this up in conversation or discuss it now i think there's a fine line between someone who's genuinely seeking help and wanting to open up and get the support obviously and talk about what they're going through but then there are those people who mock it like yeah they kind of romanticize the idea of mental health to kind of get pity or whatever it is but you know what yeah so I saw this thing on someone's Insta story the other day. It was just like a question and answer thing. And someone, I don't, so I don't know who it is. It wasn't them, obviously. But someone put that basically I can't find, wait to find me a girl with daddy issues and it was like something else. And I was there like, mm. guys, if you can see my face, honestly. But I was, I was just like, are you, like, are you funny? Because <laughs> I think there are those people that think, I don't know. It's not that like find it attractive because obviously you've got to. I I don't necessarily think it's a thing of attraction. I think it's mm. a put like supporting that person out of love and care for yeah. them, but like to romance. Like I get what you're saying because there are people out there that think it's funny and like I don't know. Like they like to play victim. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they're portraying it as a beautiful thing. Yes. Um. It's not. Exactly. I Quite think simple, it's not. Um, the more, obviously talking about it more is a good thing, but then also there is a slight side effect of the more, more awareness there is to it, there's going to be more people portraying it badly and there's going to be more people, as you said, romanticising it mm. and making it seem like it's, it's, it's like trendy. Fetish, isn't it? yeah, yeah, trendy, it's trendy fetish, something like that. Like it's trending to be mental illness and we have to do our best to avoid becoming like that. And that's why so many people like hesitate to kind of talk about it yeah. because they don't want to be seen as or labelled as an attention seeker. Yeah, and the other stigma that this person's kind of brought out in their experience is... Um, oh, can only... I jump in real quick? Oh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Um, it's just linking to that, like, um, on the um, theme of attention seeking, um, uh, it being, like, romanticised and trendy, that someone did comment that um, they find it hard to tell someone because they're scared about how people are going to feel, whether they're going to feel responsible or that they'll prefer to run away with, from it than not necessarily deal with it, but they'd be able to like cope with someone that um, 
has like mood swings etc yeah but, yeah go what with them no sorry yeah thanks um i was just gonna say that the other stigma is that you're seen as a negative person with negative vibes if you start to talk about it um that's not true because mm. everyone has their bad days and i know that's different to actually suffering from a mental health um illness but everyone's like kind yeah. of had their down days like everyone knows what it's like to feel like you don't have that support uh, yeah um so don't you don't need to worry about people thinking that you know you're a negative person like and i agree with what you said you can be a person with a positive outlook on life just with the negative thoughts because that's the mental illness you know yeah. that does not define you yeah 100 percent. and i think oh what was i gonna say um what did they say again <laughs> sorry um they said that people don't want to discuss it as you're then seen as an attention seeker or someone who's only about those negative vibes people don't understand that you can be a positive person oh, yeah. with negative thoughts it doesn't make you any less human I just think, like, we deal with people every day that, like, you're like, your best mate might be in a bad mood with you. Is it then that you decide that you're not chilling with them because now they're bad vibes? Mm. Do you, like, do you get what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, I just don't think that because someone's outright said, okay, you know what, actually, I have borderline or I'm bipolar, I have depression, I was like, whatever, um... Because, and then, right, oh, no, they're bad vibes. Because I'm not being funny. I know a lot of people that are battling those things. And, okay, I'm like, just because you are depressed or whatever doesn't mean you are bad vibes because you wouldn't know. And yeah. I think that goes back to, the, like, the thing that people don't necessarily talk about it. And then maybe, like, they're in fear that people are, like, thinking that they're bad vibes at the same time because they don't know how people are going to, like, react, approach and, like, respond to it. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, I had a point to make, but I've forgotten. I think, as well, what she said about... Um, did she say about suicide? She did, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, saying it doesn't end the pain, it passes on. I think, as well, it's, sometimes, like, as we said, like, your friends can be there for you, and like Kiangla said, we're not professionals, but sometimes I think it, like, professional support shouldn't be overlooked, and it mm-hmm. shouldn't be... Um, seen as like a dramatic response to the situation because actually if there wasn't a need for those people and they didn't help like they wouldn't be like they wouldn't be pursuing those careers to help people they wouldn't be Mm -hmm. in place there wouldn't be so many people out there that can help you if they weren't needed or they weren't useful or they were too dramatic of um a response to the issue um i think as alia saying that this the important of getting one of the important factors of having professional help is that it's always important to have a third person perspective or mm. someone who isn't biased helping yeah. you out in your situation. Otherwise, it can get misconstrued with other sorts of emotions and feelings. Definitely. So professional help. Someone yeah. who doesn't know you personally can be of great help. And I think as well, like people are scared to open up about it because they're not sure how people are going to respond. So when you have that person on the outside that you may, I don't know how often you see your counsellor, therapist, whatever, that um, they have that view of you and they're going to watch you progress. But whereas if you maybe open up to a friend about it, you're like conscious. Like I know for me, when I've opened up to my friends about something and then say a situation happens that might link to how I'm feeling or whatever, they're like looking at me sideways like, is is this it? Is that what she means? And 
And I think that's why having that person on the outside, that sometimes it's good that someone can see on a daily basis, but having that person on the outside that's not seeing all those things and isn't in every situation questioning whether you're depressed, you're anxious, whatever. Because we have these all these emotions as humans anyways. We have positive and negative emotions. It's just that with mental illness, sometimes they're like heightened or... Um, what's the opposite? <laughs> Not heightened. <laughs> Not heightened. Lowered. Lowered, yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, so. That's what I mean, yeah. And I hope you don't mind me bringing this out, Michael. Um, but you were saying He's that... He's probably going to mind. No, no, I'm not going to violate. Um, music is a form of kind of a way for you to kind of... Express yourself. Like, when you're listening to certain songs, you can really, like, relate to it. Like, I feel that as well. I find, like, without music, I don't sure. know where I'd be. Because it does help. Yeah, kind of says the things that you don't even know you're feeling within yourself. Mm. And it helps you, well, it helps me, I know, to kind of come to terms with things and understand what's going on in my own head. Yes. Because um, essentially, what is, what is contemporary music? It's essentially our different artists telling their life stories, isn't it? It's true. Yeah. So you can, you, can, you can draw from their life stories and from their life experiences and from their different wisdoms, depending on who, <laughs> obviously who it is. <laughs> Why <Wi-Fi>, mm. yeah. <laughs> You know, but yeah, it could be very helpful. Um, I think as well, you know how, um, I mean, there's always been, we've all done it. Like there's no one on this earth that I know that can say they haven't done it. That's put their headphones in and lent against the glass in the car so we're pretending <laughs> a music video. And it's raining outside, yeah, you're yeah, driving yeah. along. Or like you're going through the tunnel and you're like, going through the mice. I think I'm usher still when I do that. <laughs> <laughs> there's been times, yeah, I've like taken a selfie in that moment. I'm like, oh, wow, this actually could pass. That's a therapy <laughs> session, you know. That is... Honestly, oh. I don't actually know where I'd be in this world if I didn't have music. Even like this morning and, and last night, I was in, honestly, I was in such a bad headspace last night. And I just had to put music on like this night, last night and this morning. And I'm all right, you know, like I was, even, at one point I was worried that I wasn't even able to do this episode, fam, and I can't lie to you. Mm. But I just think that it's not always like there's music is very like widely available. And sometimes that can be, um, a form of therapy like it's like there's scientific research that proves about how well our brains like respond to it and everything so why not like use that like it's not everyone's answer but it can be help and it can sort of be like um a coping mechanism almost go on are you gonna say something no i'll just clear my throat (laughs) um someone did put in the comments because i did mention about coping mechanisms actually and it's interesting to see that like across different cultures as well like there are like there's one um what is she she's jamaican like but she's mixed um and she was like coping mechanisms what's that and but it was like sarcastically in the sense that it's like we were going back to like the whole thing about man up when in certain cultures you you don't have a coping mechanism because you just gotta get on with it but then Mm -hmm. um Someone else said that for their coping mechanism, they push themselves to do things, even if it's out of their comfort zone. They surround themselves with good friends and family that are supportive and they don't suffer in silence because this person likes to remember that there's always someone thinking of them and that they're never alone. Um, Someone else says, yeah, it's just like keep busy. And oh, exercise as well. Exercise, people, I feel like people overlook it, you know, Mm. but um, 
like exercise can actually help so much because like of um what are they called is it endorphins yeah that are released in your brain yeah something like that i'm not trying yeah 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 is that how you say? Yes. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. Right. Save your chest. What did you say? Save your chest. It is. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Endorphins. That's it. Yeah. You heard. You heard it here first. That's what they call her scientist Aliyah. That's that's me. Doctor Aliyah. You know. Doctor Aliyah. Doctor Aliyah. Doctor Auntie Aliyah. Yeah, not Auntie Aliyah anymore. It's Doctor Aliyah. Doctor Aliyah. Auntie Aliyah. Professora. Yeah. Endorphins. Um. Going on from that point though, um, I've got. I know I said I only had like one experience, but I've got another one actually, I just found. Um, it says, my brother died from depression. He also frequently exercised, had supportive friends and family, was successful in school and in work. He had goals that he was constantly reaching. He still killed himself. People who are depressed are not weak-minded. They are sick. Understand this. Oh, that's deep. Oh, It just reminds me how important it is that like there's a healing process and it's not an overnight thing um, it's not hey michael you said this to the group chat actually huh <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> this honestly, i was about this to read form. that out as well what <laughs> I said? oh wait, are you reading the same thing <laughs> Go for the it. let's talk thing michael read, read that out yes yeah, sir so when your mental health is bad give yourself a break don't make yourself feel guilty for things you can't do don't feel bad about eating bad, about not doing as much as you normally would. You're human. It's okay to struggle. Look after yourself and your mind. It's important. So what we can learn from this post is that we need to be careful to not let stress and other uh, external factors build up and compound in our minds because we know that could be damaging to ourselves and to others. That's true, yeah. And I think it links back to... Um, like what I said before about taking responsibility for your actions when because even though you're struggling with mental health and it isn't a battle, you've got to think about how um, it affects other people. Like it doesn't have to be your first thought, but you do need to like be aware and conscious of it. Like don't act thoughtlessly. Mm. <laughs> I've been seeing so much stuff on Instagram. I think it's mad actually. You know, I don't know if you guys know who ZZ Mills is, but she tweeted the other day. She was like, it's mad how nearly every single UK celebrity had something to say about mental health last week, mm. how we must be kind, etc. We don't know what people are going through. But I just looked under comments under that dot rotten pick, and most of you are the laugh. They're laughing, bunch of hypocrites. Mm. I can't really remember how that linked, but it did in my head. Yeah, but um. And it's easier said than done, yeah. but like instead of focusing on like the negative, focus on the positive. So instead of thinking like, oh, what can't I do? Think about what you can do. Yeah. So that about that, that ZZ Mills mm. post, is that when Dot Rotten was yeah, like like crying week. and yeah, yeah, yeah. freaking out? People were laughing. Well, mm. again, it goes back to the picking and choosing that people sometimes. Yeah. Mm. When to react or not. I get what you mean. Yeah. On my day, so. I saw, I, I sent this to the group chat. It was like that tweet. It was like, does anybody want to apologise to me before I start <laughs> talking about you to my therapist? You have a week to apologise to me. <laughs> and I just thought, I was like, I think low-key it goes both ways. But then um, it uh, reminded me about um, the forms of help that are there. Um, before we talk about therapists, how do you guys feel about antidepressants? Okay, so uh, antidepressants, that's a very polarizing topic because 
Polarizing, you know. Polarizing, Rock. yeah, that's that's a big one still. <laughs> it's not even segue this episode, it's polarizing. Polarized, do you even know what that means? What? Polarizing? Yeah. I don't, I'm not focusing? gonna lie. Nah. I think Wait, I think well, I can't remember what if I'm was. not wrong, it's probably wrong actually. Polar I'm probably waffling completely. I think polarizing is where it's it's a very a large drastic difference between Oh yeah, topics. yeah, yeah, because yeah. like polar opposites. That's so, right. So, that's yeah, it. Yeah. So Did you just googled that. <laughs> yeah. <I did> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> right. Anyways, go what you're so, saying. So, antidepressants. It depends on the person on who, mm. on how it will take the effect, and the effect is different depending on the antidepressant and on and on the person as well. For instance, um, my mom does find benefit from using it because she suffers from a chemical depression, like doctors. I recommended it, etc. Like chemical imbalance. Chemical imbalance, that's it. And she has, she has to take antidepressants. Otherwise, everyone in the family can tell she gets into a funk and it's not good. She mm. panics, stresses, breaks down, etc. I can't divulge too much because I want to keep my mum's privacy in check. But on the other hand, it can also be very addictive mm. or detrimental to someone's well-being in other ways. But See, when yeah. it comes to antidepressants, I don't have too much to say, but... Sure, it says this. And then it says the most. Ah, when, <laughs> when I think about it, um, I know it's a form of coping, but, like, to you guys, is it something that, like, an ongoing thing? So once you start, is it that thing where you have, like, you kind of, you're on it for the rest of your life? Yeah, see, well, see, for maybe for in your mum's case, maybe it is, but then... Mm. I've had, I've got some DMs from people that have been using them and I know someone that she was on them and she's just completely cut it off. Mm. Mm. And then I know someone that only takes it on like the really, really bad days because she knows that things, um, it's like a domino effect when she has one extremely bad day, mm. then it's almost like the rest of the week is bad and then she doesn't want a suicidal thought. So she just, like she'll take one and then see how it affects her. I get you, yeah. I think my fear, like something that would hold me back from taking something like that is the fact that I would never want to become reliant on it. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to have to rely on like a medication to, you know, go mm. about life. Like I had this conversation with my doctor because he asked me whether I wanted, like I wanted them as an option. And I was like, no, because it doesn't fix the problem. Because mm. I know for me that okay, yeah, I might be depressed, but that um, it wasn't being, um, like, situations, like, caused me to, like, have that kind of mentality. And I just think, like I said before, like, it's a healing process. It's not an overnight thing. And I just think by taking, like, a tablet, okay, yeah, it works for some people, like Michael said, but taking a tablet doesn't take away, like the root of the problem or like how you've dealt with the problem over the years and it doesn't like it doesn't take the problem away and it doesn't like heal that for you it just kind of numbs it i think and as well i'm bare scared because i've had so many comments like there's people i mean it's like even for like actually no i'm not going to say about that but i was thinking like girls that take the pill like it's a hormonal imbalance and like they like put on weight or they have mood swings or like they just feel differently and then I've got a DM from someone that said she's um, using antidepressants at the moment. And she says she's currently on fluoxetine, mm. pregabaline, and quietiapine. Quiet I think that's how you say it. <laughs> I know it, yeah, I've seen. seen quietiapine. Quiet, quiet Do you want an assist? Shall I I'm a bit dyslexic. Oh, let, me, let me have a go. Where is it? The top one. Quiet, how do you say that? 
Kutia Peen. Kutia Peen. But um, she said that one, not I can't say, affects her weight. And um, it means as well that she overeats because it's affected her brain in the sense that, like, you know when we eat and, like, our brain tells us we're full? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, she doesn't have that because mm. of what it's, like, mm. numbed in her brain. Yeah. So then, yeah. like, she puts on weight from the pill in general and then from the fact of, like, she... Um, like can't it's not i guess yeah she can't stop eating so she literally just said that she's just completely cutting off of it now because um she like it's affecting her too much but she's also scared that she's not gonna be able to sleep if she comes off all those things so i guess it like michael said it's like down to each person how it affects you individually but i know personally there's no like there's no way for me that i'm doing Mm. antidepressants there's like there's no way but like shoot me first you won't know until you've tried it me, I'm not trying it. <laughs> uh, I feel that as well. That's, but like you were talking about like a yeah. healing process and mm-hmm. like, but here's a question. Do you Go think on. you ever fully recover from a mental illness? Inconclusive answer. I don't know. I don't think, unless, unless you... I think it depends. Unless you experience it. I don't think you do. Obviously, I'm no like professional, but... Okay, mm. but okay, but that just so. make that gives me like absolute like hope for the future thank you very much girl. i'm joking i'm joking Wait, but i like i think for me because i know that before i've been so much happier and i've been a happier and better person then to think like i like for me this is like it's not a phase because i know that at some point like it's not just going to go away because obviously it's a process but ultimately um, it gets better yeah 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 no obviously, like it yeah. gets better and it's it's like in my head it's like with like when you have a cold like you sniff a little bit beforehand you might have a sore throat then you've got full-blown symptoms and then after you're like you're you're kind of it's just kind of passing through Mm. you might be sniffing a little bit after you might have a sore throat you might not have got Mm. your appetite back but then maybe like a few weeks a month or however long later you're all good again Mm. do you know what i mean but you can still catch a cold like even after you've recovered yeah exactly but then i think think it's a bit like that so like for me i know that like my mental state is because of like things i've experienced and i know that like i'm taking steps to completely avoid that again like mm. honestly i'm doing the most like mm. if you know me you know i'll go on mm. but i'm so i for me in that sense i'm like yeah it's very unlikely that what i after i've like got through this yeah there will be situations that probably spark it and remind it remind me of it like we were saying earlier like you could just be walking and you deep the situation do you know what i mean yeah so then in that sense i'm like maybe like maybe you can but i don't think i think it's not um oh someone said it to me it's not like it doesn't go away but you like like you learn to manage it like those people were saying like they learn to like live every day they learn to do these things Mm. daily and they just learn to get on with it do i mean like not get on with it as in ignore it, but get on with it and, like, they're managing it and they can take each day. Yeah. Like, I think it's just good to highlight things will get better. Like, mm. if you've had a bad day or a bad kind of phase, then what you need to remember is, like, how strong you were to have gone through mm. that and gotten through it. And, like, you've survived every single one of your bad days. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. That in itself is such an achievement. And I think as well, it's that's why like positive reinforcement is so important, and which is why I love that 
as much as social media ha- and like the media like in general and journalism has contributed to like mental health issues and they're so high and like we obviously like with Caroline Flack a lot of her like her situation was brought on by the media and things like that but that's why at the same time social media like think even like on Instagram like how many pages like are there that are like about mental health inspiration like daily quotes motivation Mm -hmm. that sort of thing that are like there to help people like combat those things and like to be able to like deal with their situation I think it's also knowing where to look because when you're in that kind of state of mind you don't really know where to turn to Mm. but there is you know there's a lot of support now I'm seeing Mm. a lot more awareness um, and even just talking to a friend family member about it it can help Mm. yeah like okay so we're all going to mention this what how do we all feel about professional help like therapy that sort of stuff therapy I haven't been through it myself, but it's just, it's the right thing to do. Like, yes, speaking to your friends, speaking to your loved ones uh, is beneficial and is probably a correct way of doing it as well. But the, the, the best way is to talk to people who do that for a living and, as I said before, are unbiased. Mm. They know exactly what they're doing. They've been trained, they've been studying, they've been going to university to prepare themselves to handle this situation. So professional yeah. help must, 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 must be enforced. That is, it's definitely an option. It shouldn't be stigmatized yeah. at all because for instance, talk to your parents or whatever they say, and they'll, they'll, they'll be questioning like, oh, mental health, that sounds expensive, <laughs> etc. Yeah, That's yeah, not really yeah. an option, but it should be made much more aware. And, and there are so many free options as well, you know, like, um, Oh, what was I going to say? Um, oh, yeah, it's like linked to the stigma. Like, for me, I mm. don't talk to my parents about anything. Yeah. Like, I don't know about anywhere else. But, I'm like, it's just not like that. And I don't yeah, know, maybe, exactly. like, you know that, I don't know if you've seen, like, but on TikTok at the minute, there's that, like, 10 fingers challenge. Like, put a finger down if your mum said this, if your mum <laughs> said that. And, like, there's what, it's like, how many, um, like, I saw one, it was like, the, the 10 fingers challenge in the African household. Mm. And it was like, how many times has your mum told you she's not one of your little friends? Or... <laughs> um, and I just thought, like, in some ways, yeah, come on, I laugh when my mum says that to me because I'm like, yeah, no, I don't want you to be my friend. But then low-key, <laughs> low-key, low like, me and my mum are cool, to be fair. Like, I know that if I want to, I can talk to her about stuff. But, like, she yeah. she ain't wrong. Like, she's not one of my little friends, you know? <laughs> it's not everything I could just go chat to my mum like I chat I to you. Like, exactly. You know yeah, what exactly. I mean? Mm. Now, you know what? Some people actually do, though. And it's yeah, mad. I think that I think though that it's actually like such a beautiful thing. Like my best friend literally talks to her parents about every, okay, Loki, not necessarily everything, but mm. a lot of things. But sometimes it's a bit odd though. You gotta admit. Sometimes yeah, like, the mom acts like a child. I, I'll, listen, when we're done, I'm gonna send you this video that my girl sent me yesterday, sure. and you're gonna literally scream. <laughs> like it's just like okay, so. You'll probably know it's like okay, so you want to tell your mum this that I did that whatever it's like this couple and I'm like, do you tell your mum this? Do you tell your mum that? And I'm like, mm. okay, say no more. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm not telling my mum them things, but then it's like I was saying earlier about um when Sherry and I were talking about talking about problems and stuff, like your parents like talk where to who because mm. there is that stigma like culturally about you've just got to get on with it and That's like it. with your problems, which is why I think therapy is so important like. For me, like, I've been through therapy twice already and, like, had counselling and I'm going to start going again. I'm actually so scared. Like, I've got an appointment next week and I'm so scared. 
but having been through it, like I didn't tell anyone, like my friends knew, a couple of them, but I didn't tell anyone in my family until after I'd done it because I, you know, at one point I honestly thought they were good, like they'd probably make me stop because they just mm. didn't get it. And I think that's why like there's such a big generation gap yeah. as well because we see, like it's having more of an effect on our generation, whereas our parents, like obviously they had those struggles and like you were saying about like your dad, but they, there wasn't that much help. There wasn't that much focus on it because, and people are less aware of it. It's like as um, people get older, things progress. And I think that's definitely yeah. the same with our generation. Like I always would say to like people when they talk about mental health and stuff, like have you talked about it? Have you ever spoken to something about someone about it? Because like uh, you said earlier, sometimes when it's, it's like a third person, that's it. Like there's someone like on the outside looking in. They don't, they don't know all the specific details. And sometimes you might have a problem, like maybe like it's trauma or whatever. You don't realize what it is until you tell an uninvolved person. And they're like, okay, but that's the problem. Mm-hmm. And like I saw this um, tweet from it was from Will Smith like ages ago. Yeah. And it was like you can't achieve your way out of childhood trauma. Oh, I need to find it. There was another. We sent honestly. We sent so much stuff to the group chat. Like <laughs> I can mess. never find Violation. anything. It's and then mess. yeah, we sent so much stuff to the group chat, and then we just violate each other it's full for of no, like for no reason. <laughs> it's funny though. Oh, I got obliterated. Not gonna lie. I got killed <laughs> on the did every day. But um, there but, was this... Oh, sorry, you go. Oh, no, all I was going to say is just, like, I've never thought about therapy. If you know me, like, I'm not the type of person to open up. Like, Do I don't know. like people knowing my business. I, yes, I'm i the type of person to be like, I got it, I handled it myself, don't mm-hmm. need no help. Now, that kind of contradicts, I guess, what I'm saying. Like, you can go and talk to anyone. Yeah. But I guess with me, I've recognised that that's how I am and I'm mm. trying to get to that point. But, like of talking to someone about certain issues but again it's like you've got to build up that trust that's why it's so important that you talk to the right person yeah mm. yeah definitely can i ask alia um i think well, first of all just before i ask the question that is important to for the people to understand maybe how how a therapy session would be held so mm. how did you find the therapy session and like in general, not obviously. Don't discuss the the content. Well, I don't, I mean, I don't mind. Just like, okay, can you give us a general? So, having had two counsellors and gone on to have a third, God, I sound like a really messed up person. Anyone <laughs> that feels like that, you're not messed up. You're just, you're just organised in your emotion. Yes, yeah, so healing that's what I like process. To say. Yeah, you're healing. Um, good for so you. So the first counsellor I had, I can't lie, I hated her. Oh, right. I hated her. I didn't tell her. I she would ask me how my day was going, and I would give her like. I, we were wasting both of our times because the point of therapy is that you're going there to like you're going there to get help and me to learn like yeah I'm fine I had chicken for dinner last night <laughs> like it was good like honestly I wasn't open up to this woman and like it just wasn't like it wasn't benefiting anyone and as well I think oh, I found it really hard like I've looked at this woman I can't I can't lie to you. If she walks past me in the street, I'd probably look at him and be like, Slap her there's, there's no way that I'm going to be friends with that woman. <laughs> but I think it's important that if you are going to have counselling, and if you like, because you can get private counsellors apply online, there is like a couple of good websites and you can like see their faces and whatever. And mm. I was just like, it was before I got the counsellor that I'm going to see next week, although I've never met her or seen her face, anything. <laughs> um, 
You'll see but, soon, innit? Yeah, see <laughs> like, soon. you'll know. It's even just her name. I'm like, I'm not going to like her. What's her name? What's her name? Just Kate. first name. Her huh? name's Kate. I'm Kate. just not going to like her. Ooh. I'm not, I can tell you now. Like, it says it all. <laughs> she's called Kate. How old do you think no she is? Oh, she's probably like 40. Oh, like in my head she's probably 40 this is the thing as well right this is why I didn't get on with my first counsellor because I was looking at this one and I'm like you don't even like me why am I here talking to you mm. which like she was there to help me but me I wasn't paying for it someone else was so I was like Jeez. that's true that's true but that was through my school that was through my school but, but oh, actually wow. both the counsellors I'd had I've met them through school but um, this other counsellor I had, oh, you know what? I low-key wish I could um, meet her, but I think, like, she had to quit her job because her husband got dementia. It was, like, really sad. But, Michael, that's not funny. <laughs> it's, it's got that's me. really sad. She that's had to care random. for him. Unlucky. But um, I really liked her. And, like, I regret opening up, like, not opening up more. But it's, like, what you were saying a minute ago about, like, you don't want people knowing your business. And because mm. she knew how I'd got to the point of needs in therapy I'm like you already know my situation like I was so embarrassed about it which is why I wasn't making enough progress and also at the same time I don't think I was ready to have that healing because there were like events were still going on and they were still causing problems which is why like like you know when you cut yourself okay me I don't do this but I know that other people were but you know you cut yourself and like you might pick the scab or like you accidentally scratch it like you might be itching then yeah like, I've done that before, but, mm-hmm. like, there's kids, like, they might pick off the scab on their knee. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, can't do that. There's, there's no way. But, like, oh. it's, like, I was going to counselling, and it was, like, healing. And then events would happen, it'd be, like, picking it off. Yeah. And low-key, I was, like, what, like, what am What's I here point? for? Yeah. Like, it's not the time. Yeah. So, that's why, like, now, like, I do wish I'd been more open. And there were times, like, she gave me um, a lot of... Um, like she helps me with relaxation because like a big problem for me was stress and I couldn't handle it because like I was stressed about situations and then obviously the situation I was in, like I, extern- I was stressed about external factors and then the situation I was in. So she was hoping me to cope with that. And honestly, I still do it now. Like I sit on my bed and um, no, she, like I'll do it for you right now. So like you've got to sit down, you've got to put your feet flat on the floor. You don't have to close your eyes, but you've got to like think and you, it's really weird. Like the first time she did it, I was looking at this woman like, what are you on? Why am I here <laughs> listening to this? And then the second time, she's like, okay, we're going to try it again. I was like, here we go again, Elizabeth. <laughs> she <laughs> just called me. name, you know? She was like, you can call me Liz, whatever you want. You don't even have to say my name. I'm thinking, oh, nah, here you we go. Elizabeth. But actually, Liz. it works. And it was like, you've got to like, you relax all your muscles and you sit with your feet flat on the floor and you've like, focus on like one point in your body and then you go to another, but then you're like doing both at the same time. And then you like feel, it's really weird. Like you actually feel this like physical wave of calm. I remember the first time I did it. Nah, it sounds like juju. That's juju. You know? That's juju. Nah, that's no, don't come near nah. me with that juju. Nah, uh, uh-uh. uh. Do you that to yourself? Alright, let's is, read the scripture. The that's it. Oh, forget that. Where's the Bible? Are you mad? <laughs> but that's the if thing. You are wave. It's like, it, no, not what like literally, but like I get internally, you, like you feel like yourself calming down. Right, cool. And like, listen, if it was juju, I'd be running. I'd be the one running mm. the session. You don't know where I'm mm. from. <laughs> But no, like that helped me. And so she taught me like coping mechanisms and things like that. But I think for me, like counseling's a different thing. And like, um, I know you're saying for like other people, but I think everyone's counseling and therapy process will be different because mm-hmm. you can have like behavioral therapy, you can have talking therapy, like there's so many things. 
And I think everyone responds to it differently and like what age you are and the situation you're in. Because that's why I kind of like took a step back. Like I finished all my sessions with, with Liz and like, I really enjoyed it actually. And she was older and I really liked her. And like, she did help me in some ways, but then I, like, it wasn't my time. Like it yeah. wasn't my time yet. And I just, I wasn't like in the mental space where I could like deal with everything then. Like I was like I was too young to deal with it all. So like now, like I'm definitely ready to like um like go through that process mm. now. Yeah. But the fact that you recognise that you weren't ready to, that to me is part of the healing process mm, as well. 100%. Being able to kind of spot that. So what I've gathered from what you said. Sorry, yeah, that... I was actually kind of waffling a bit, sorry. <laughs> so what I've gathered is it's vital to find someone who you can connect with. Hundred percent, yeah. Therapy, right? It's not. It's not just anyone you can go and be telling your trauma to. That's well, true. Whether it's trauma, or whatever. It's not everyone you can just be sharing life with. But then, out of curiosity, do you have a choice to who you get therapy with? Like, is it? Can you select the person? It depends on the route you go down. So for me, I just by chance that I really happened to like Liz, but like I said, the first counselor absolutely hated her. Mm. Absolutely hated her, <laughs> and. It depends on what route you go down. Like, if you go to private therapy, mm-hmm. you, you're, you can choose whoever you want. Yeah. And, like, I looked at... I was just, like, out of curiosity. Obviously, I have Kate. And we'll see what she's like. <laughs> I'm just trying to walk in there with an open mind and be positive. Because I don't know her... You know what? She might be the nicest woman in the world. She yeah. might have even yeah. had her name changed. She might have been called Wilhelmina before I met Wilhelmina. Who do you know? <laughs> what? You, like you never know but I think I shouldn't be judging her by like her nah, name yeah, it just like right. says too much about me to be honest yeah but <laughs> yeah but yeah it depends on the route you go down like if you are maybe like got help on the NHS there like there is chance like if you don't like your therapist they're not going to keep you with them so mm. like you can probably change it but like private therapy 100% you can change it but then obviously you're paying for it mm. um in like schools and colleges there's tends to be a team but you can pick and like who's your best fit um but yeah like there is an element of choice to it but it kind of depends on like what route you're going down and how you've got access to that kind of support so what do you mean by what route so like whether so like obviously my first instance was through school so yeah. i didn't have much choice there was like mm. two women yeah um in like colleges i like so like the college i attended there was a team of four so you have a choice then, two men, two women. Um, private therapy, you've either been recommended to fire private therapy or you've gone to access that help yourself. You can, like, you can see pictures of them, you can like read about their, um, you can read reviews, you can do all sorts. So there is, it, like when I say access, it's how you've come to get to that form of help. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. I hope that answers your question. Beautiful, excellent. Oh, as well, guys, my doctor recommended me this. Um, he was like, podcasts and like, like there's the have you you've probably all heard of the mindfulness app. Like you might have seen it advertised. Yeah, yeah. I've not Ron James wasn't you on it. I don't know. I've not used it, but I've I've heard like stuff about it. Yeah. But I think as well. Um. So I follow on Twitter this um psychologist called Dr. Thema. I think she's so wicked. And, like, she's started a podcast recently. And it's, like, little heart. I'm, like, 
Right, I'm re- I'm in therapy with her, you know. <laughs> you did that thing with your feet then, like you got excited. <laughs> like, oh, oh, crossing her legs. Like I was like I read this woman, like I saw a quote from her on Instagram, and I was like, let me just look this woman up. And I actually was like, I was like, I've tweeted all the time. If you're following me on Twitter, you see me like. I think I followed her because of you. <laughs> yeah, I'm literally, I was like, this this woman's oh, good. Yeah, it says you're following her. Actually, I'm looking at. I you didn't now. follow nothing you? at all. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, I know. Do you? Do you, do you I know. I, d- I don't have a, pro- a professional one. Back I have professional a rubbish one. Way, you know. But like, I think as well, you can't, um, you need to understand that there are a lot of forms of help. There isn't just counselling. There isn't mm-hmm. just, like we said, there's music. There's so many different channels where you can access that help from. Because to me, I followed her because there was a particular thing she said that just really connected with me. And it sort of like helped me open up and like to open up within myself, not to someone else, but within myself and to recognise and understand my feelings. So, um, yeah, that's... It's I important think, to yeah. find, like, kind of what you... What works for you. Yeah. That's what. Okay, guys, so how are we just saying this episode straight? So, I'll start. So, two things that I'll take away from this. First of all, it's okay to speak up about how you're feeling and to express yourself. Me personally, like I've said, I don't like to open up or let people know my business. But sometimes that's what you've got to do in order to understand what's actually going through your head. Mm. Um, you know, you have to find a way of coping with it um, and actually kind of getting involved in that healing process, mm. understanding which options are available to you. And there's loads like we've already talked about. And the second thing I've taken away from this is that it's so important and I can't stress this enough to check on your friends, mm. to uplift them, to, you know, bring them positive vibes. Um, yeah. Well, what about you, Big M? So Big M says... Man like. One thing, well, Sorry. one thing that I've learnt is that I should be more careful when approaching these kind of subjects or when I'm talking to these kind of people so that I don't end up damaging them, damaging them more. And that's probably something we everyone should work on mm-hmm. as a collective as well. That's one thing. So uh, second thing, think? as uh, Kiana said, uh-huh. uh, shouldn't be afraid to open up too much. Don't know why she's muttering in the background there. <laughs> she seems a bit confused. Anyway. Uh, Carry on, babe. Yeah, shouldn't be, able, shouldn't be, uh, I, I don't know, still. Um, let me think. Oh. Do you want us to come back to you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, You've kind of both thrown me off. I was concentrating so much on your points that you've both thrown me off of mine. Um, <laughs> so about that. Okay, so one of mine was that... I mean, I check up on my male friends quite a lot, but I think to um, remind the men in your life that you're... Mm. Not necessarily that... If you're not trying to be there for them like that, because sometimes it can make situations sticky, yeah? Let me put that one out there. You know, you know what I mean? It's a bit of a sticky I one sometimes. That. But, like, to remind them that actually that they can open up about it, whether it's to you or to other people, and that um, access and help isn't just... Um, it's not it's not a feminine thing to do. Like, it doesn't take away your manliness. It doesn't take away your manlyhood, your ability to provide, to be, like, the man in the situation just because you're dealing with stuff or you want to... Like, you want to heal or you want to move past it and you want to be able to cope with it. It doesn't make you any less... Um, of a man because I can't like in my opinion actually like it Loki makes you more of a man it, it's just more attractive yeah, to me yeah I feel but anyway, that like Loki it's like it's an attractive thing 
to me to that someone that can recognize mm. their emotions and be able to like deal with them and things like that mm. um my second point um oh yeah know what how whether you're um like actually dealing with a mental illness or some or maybe you're just because it's not everybody but maybe you're just having a bad day yeah but mm-hmm. know what things <clears throat> are out there even when it's just you're having a bad day or whatever that can help you cope, whether it's like relaxation methods, whether it's music, whether it's just going outside, going to the gym, like exercising, cooking, baking, do things that like you love and like relax you. Because like I had this conversation with someone yesterday and they was like, okay, so what things beside podcasting do you love? And I was like, um, <laughs> IG. Um, Her mouth is like, making bare shapes. <laughs> Like, he was like, oh, what things do you love and that don't stress you out? I'm like, everything stresses me out, dude. Like, even, like, look, even podcasting, so, like... I believe um, she was stressed earlier, flip. Yeah, oh, podcasting's so therapeutic, you don't understand, fam. But, like, take time to think about what works for you because what works for um, Tom down the street doesn't necessarily work for (laughs) Aunt Wilma, you know? I'm an obsession with Aunt Wilma. Wilma and Wilfred. That's someone's aunt and uncle you're dissing right there, you know? That's my uncle, you know? My Is it? Wilfred? Yeah, what uncle's called Wilfred? Wilfred! Definitely Yardi. Is he Yardi? No, he's oh. Ni- Nigel. Never mind. Mm. Well then. I don't any, I know any. Control actually, no, to be fair, I do know some Yardi's called Wilfred. Exactly, that's what I thought, yeah. Yeah, interesting thought, actually. But anyways, yeah. Oh yeah, back to my one. Do you? Okay, back yeah. to my one. My bad. Right. <laughs> Sorry, I just cut you off. Sorry, it's because right. I had the carry that on, bit left on. hanging. So, um, I think one thing that I should take from this podcast, another one, is uh, to try and connect more with my father. Uh, don't maybe, make me cry. Don't make me cry. No, no, no. Maybe take into consideration his his emotions as well. Kiana, stop being a fool. Stop being foolish, please. Oh, sorry. No, carry on. Say what you um, want to say. That's beautiful. <laughs> the moment has gone. <laughs> the moment Basically, I'm trying to be deep. Anyway. No, uh, no, say what you're saying. Nah, so like, try to understand that obviously he's been through some stuff and yeah. he needs to, you know, he needs to let himself... He's dealing with heal. it in his own way. Uh, heal as well in his own way, but also allow him to communicate with me, even though sometimes it may seem hard because... You know, it's kind of tough to communicate with them kind of, them kind of parents, but yeah. Bro, we're going to have to do a whole episode about daddy issues now. <laughs> no, I get I get what you're saying. Oh, it's such a signal. I've, you know you know how I said about, like, there's there's this time you just look at one thing or you hear something, it just makes you deep life. That's <laughs> one of them for She's me. She's deep in it now. I'm deep in it now. To be fair, I'm actually kind of blessed because my situation isn't that bad. It's not, it's not bad, in fact. I've got a good situation at home. Just a bit hard to communicate sometimes. So, like, one thing that I just wanted to end on was like the value of communication. Like, Michael's just reminded me of it because mm. when you don't communicate, people can't know. And when, and like, it works on both ways, whether you're um, trying to be the one to talk about your feelings or you want someone to open up to you, you've got to be open and approachable and things like that. Definitely. Because well, it doesn't matter whether it's a platonic relationship or it's like a sexual relationship, whatever, or any kind of relationship, whether it's a relationship with your mum, whatever. This guy's too immature for this. <laughs> she did but it as well. Like, you got to remember, it's... Ah, oh, now I get to say my thing. It's a relationship, not a rulership. Cheese. Cheese. She's been waiting that to say that. I've actually been waiting. Oh, I've been waiting. 
So, guys, that is it from us. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. We've said it straight. Guys, you can find us on Spotify, Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, um, the majority of podcasting platforms. Link is in the Instagram bio, Twitter bio. I always, if I share episodes, I link it most of the time, but I'm very widely available. Don't forget to tweet us your reaction, tweet, DM, email, comment on Insta, Snapchat, whatever. Um, let us know what you're taking away from this episode, whether it's benefited you, someone you know, what we could have added, what we could have left out, like your response to it. Kian really does this bit, so oh, sorry, I'm chilling. Yeah, uh, I appreciate all the feedback we get, uh, the good, the bad. I was gonna say that. I was like, one of you guys to give that in. But yeah, we appreciate it, and um, like we would not like, honestly, be, yeah, we wouldn't be on it without you lot. So thank you to everyone that's been there from the beginning. My day one, real ones. That's right. Hey guys, so plug yourselves. All right, so you can find me on Twitter. That's Kiana Debrain, K I A N A D E space B R U I N, or you can DM me on Instagram. Find me on Instagram at M-I-C-H-A-E-L dot C-O-R-T-E-R-E-A-L. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Jazz. Like, they're both the same. You can look, you can find Kiana and I as well, both on the Just Say It Straight account. Um, but yeah. <laughs>